Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Midgard Musings. My name is Jesse. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're not familiar with the other platforms that I stream or broadcast on, it is the Facebook and YouTube platform. So definitely go to those respective uh, social media sites and check out what I have to offer. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Midgard Musings TN and then go to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings. Become a subscriber on the channel and follow the Facebook page. I do go live on the Facebook page regularly every Sunday night at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time in the evening. Uh, sometimes on the YouTube channel I will go live. That has not become a regular or scheduled event, but I will sometimes do random live streams on the YouTube channel. Best way to stay in touch with me on there is to subscribe and click bell notifications so that way you're notified whenever I uh, upload new content. Uh, so sorry it's been a little bit of uh, time passed since I've uploaded a new episode here on the podcast, um, been really busy this past week, um, getting ready for a event that we just got done vending at last night. Um, this was the Suna Bloat event hosted by Raven Moon Hearth, which is a heathen kindred uh, here in the Middle Tennessee area. We'll just say Nashville because that's kind of where the everybody gets to know Tennessee as is, is, is Nashville and they are mostly col uh, collective around this area of middle Tennessee. Um, the event was held in Springfield, Tennessee yesterday um, as well as uh, Friday and then into Sunday. Uh, so Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the weekend of the summer solstice or midsummer celebrations where a lot of heathens around the world will celebrate the midsummer time. This is our, um, our area's, you know, larger pagan or heathen collective celebration. Um, and they uh, allow vendors to come in and sell items and, you know, get support from, from the community in that way. So we were there for the Suna Blood event on Saturday, uh, the 22nd of June. Uh, did really well, actually, with our vending stuff. But um, anyways, uh, today's subject, what I wanted to talk about, um, there's actually going to be a YouTube video episode that comes out for this here probably in the next couple of weeks, but I did just want to lightly touch a little bit about a subject that we see pop up in heathen communities, especially online, when it comes to sharing ideas or content or experiences amongst ourselves that don't necessarily fit the historical backing approach of things. And what I'm referring to is what is called UPG uh, views or unverified personal gnosis. Um, the 
basically the the things that you cannot find solid historical evidence of ever existing or 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 being practiced or done um so this is a subject that comes up within the heathen communities a lot online especially and some folks will be very vehement and passionate about their views of upg type material um you do have some folks out here who uh kind of take heathenry from a very historical reconstructionist approach um, we like to affectionately refer to those people as hardcore recons. Um, I don't look at that as a derogatory or negative title or term at all. Um, on the contrary, I actually see that as um, a very valuable thing because there are some folks who get a bit complacent with their knowledge of historical texts, historical knowledge. And um, this this path of heathenry is, you know, th- there's a lot that we glean from that we have historical evidence of we we do have you know the poetic edda and some of the medieval texts the sagas um things that we know were written down whether they were written down from a from sources that you know uh came from a, a christianized time period um whether or not that's the case kind of is irrelevant to a lot of the historical uh recon type folks. Um, It is history and it is written down to preserve the traditions that existed at that time and and, and possibly prior to that time. So we go by what we know um, from the historical recon or the hardcore recon aspect of things. You know, they go by what they know and that's pretty much all they go by. Um, They don't hold a lot of value to UPG type stuff and will be Sometimes I've seen not everybody, but sometimes what I see is they are they're very condescending and they are very um, much against the inclusion of UPG type stuff within heathen practices. Okay, so my view on it, all right, is that there is value to some extent uh, with what UPG type stuff has to offer. Okay, and the reason why I feel that is because we don't know what isn't written down. We don't know what hasn't been documented. So to say that what people experience, their own personal experiences, their own personal approaches, you know, the way these, uh, you know, sacred elements speak with us, we call them the gods, we call them our ancestors, we call them the the, the vetir of the land and the home. All these, you know, uh, spiritual and non-physical uh, forces, um, you know, our deities, um, how they react around us, how they encounter, you know, how we encounter them, how we interact with them, this and that. It None of that or a large portion of that ha- has ever been documented or written down to say, like, this is it. Um, so the way I see it is that if I'm talking to you or you're talking to me and we share a story or we share something about an experience that we had of you know how you know how it felt or, or what it what it appeared like or what we heard or any of our you know physical senses that were triggered or or, or stimulated through these spiritual encounters or these spiritual um you know our, our different individual practices that involve spiritual work um those are unverified personal 
experiences, unverified personal gnosis. There's no historical sources that can say that this was how uh, Archidans uh, worked or did their own spiritual work. So <clears throat> there's value to it because the way I see it is that even though it's not documented, even though it's not written down, who's to say that it's not real? Reality is very much something that I believe to be uh, respective to the person experiencing it. Um, and the reason I feel that is because look at nature, um, different elements of nature when it comes to animals, creatures that live without any other sort of thing other than their instinct, the way to survive, the way to live, the way to exist. You know, what is chaos for the fly is order for the spider. The spider weaves its web and lives its life to catch the various uh, beings that come across this web. And once those beings are caught, the spider does what it is intended to do through instinct, and that is capture and kill and consume. You know, so for the for the fly or for the insect that is caught in the web, that is chaotic. That is destruction of life. That is that is the end. That is turmoil. Uh, but that is survival for the spider. So there are things that you know uh, exist in reality for some that may not be per perceived as reality to others or, or perceived as something that is valuable to others for different reasons. Um, we can look at our own individual cultic practices and see that different pagans and different heathens do things differently. Um, there is no one set canon order of things. Now, granted, some of the historical texts do reflect how, or, or not, not necessarily how, but when uh, certain um, sacred times of the year were observed. Um, but And then maybe in slight detail of, of what was done or how it was observed. Um, but everybody else nowadays, we, you know, we glean from different things, we do different things, and we find things that fit for us and for our collective groups of of heathens, whether they be a tribe, a kindred, um, a coven, if you're of a more eclectic pagan, um, Wiccan sort of thing. You know, this 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 podcast and what I do focuses more on the Norse Germanic um, approach to heathenry, which is very um, tribal in nature and, and, and focuses more on the tribal aspects of, of heathenry. That's what I do. That's how I approach heathenry, okay? And it's not a reflection on heathenry as a whole because it is so different for different folks how things were done even in arch heathen times how the how things were done in denmark for instance may be different from how it was done in sweden versus how it was done in norway versus how it was done in iceland you see where i'm getting you know so upg the unverified personal gnosis the unverified experiences that don't have any historical backing i do not discount or discredit those things, uh, and and on the contrary, I like to uh, listen and ex and glean from those personal experiences and see if it's something that is anything that I can, you know, learn from and 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 be a part of or incorporate into my practices. You know, my experiences are my own. Your experiences are your own. Um, there's another YouTuber and, and, and heathen out here that I would definitely recommend. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast platform, you, you, you most certainly have the ability to check out other 
social media sites. And, and one that I would recommend is uh, Eric Wordweaver Shervin. If you're not sure how to spell Shervin, it's S-J-E-R-V-E-N. And if you go to YouTube and you cite, type in The Raven's Call, um, his channel should, should appear. I, I would encourage you to subscribe to his channel. One of the things that Eric says and that I've really, really become uh, connected with in, in terms of you know, it's it's a simple phrase, it's a simple thing, but it, but it carries so much weight. Um, one of the things that he said in his videos and that he constantly repeats is, not my haul, not my call. You know, so what I say out here, what you say out there, what people do, if it doesn't affect you and your tribe or your family or your clan, whatever it is, whatever your, you know, collective group may be called, if it doesn't affect you, it, you don't have any say in it to the extent of, being able to change it. You can have your opinions. You can say what you want. But when it comes right down to it, you know, not your haul, not your call. You cannot control, you cannot dictate how things are done outside of your own collective group of people, you know, and whatever that may be, whether it's just a small, um, you know, family knit group, whether it's a larger tribe that consists of multiple clans, um, whatever your kind of collective of, of folks are, if it doesn't affect you and if it's not a part of your practices and it's not a part of your tribal culture, it's not a part of your individual cultic practices, you don't really have any business. Uh, like, again, you can have your points of, of concern. You can, you can voice your opinions, but you, you have nothing really to uh, – there's no weight to carry for those people. Um, so that's just my opinion, guys. It's, it's, it's my own opinion. And, again, it's nothing that I expect people to um, – you know, carry with them in their own practices. It's it's mainly just something that, hey, here's what I think. Consider it. Maybe it's something that you incorporate or think of. So that's the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Check out Midgard Musings on Facebook. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Midgard Musings TN and on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings. I do upload weekly content on the YouTube channel every Sunday night and go live on the Facebook page at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, okay? So be sure if you're on social media to please follow those respective platforms, follow, subscribe, share the videos, like and comment. Everything that you do on those platforms, interacting on those platforms does help get the videos out, uh, the content distributed and seen and heard, uh, not just within other you know communities, but it also helps other like-related content uh, to come across other people's feeds as well. So uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast for today. I'll be back soon, hopefully with another episode, depending on what my schedule is. Um, check out Midgard Musings on Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. I really appreciate your support. Hail, may the gods continue to walk with each and every one of you. <laughs>